If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because what works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Bravery is a skill, not a personality trait, and it is the fastest, most powerful skill to creating the career and life you really want. I'm Nicole Trick-Steinbach, the International Bravery Coach and your host. I'm a former global senior director in the tech industry who's worked in over 25 countries. I'm now a certified and proven coach serving professional women like you all over the world. My promise is that you will stress less, work less, and then earn more. The Celebrate Brave podcast is for you. So make sure you subscribe for weekly brave inspiration, including proven frameworks for career and life success my answers to your listener questions, and powerful conversations with my clients and other brave leaders. You are already brave. You can define what brave means for you and your goals and build your brave. In fact, you're already in the right place. So let's dive in. Welcome to the last episode of Yes, Sember, which followed No, Sember. And today I have the deep pleasure of sharing a conversation between myself and Rochelle Marie. Rochelle works with women who are ready to lead inside of their organization. She uses psychology and brain science and real world experience because Rochelle is both an entrepreneur and an employee. Now, she helps you become what she calls a leader 2.0, and I just love that idea. Her podcast is called Her Leadership Coach, and she explores a lot of different topics around leading and career progression for women in a post-pandemic corporate world. Definitely connect in with Rochelle. She shares even more towards the end of our conversation. All of the links are in the show notes. And what I want to highlight in this conversation is how innately, how beautifully, how concretely Rochelle highlights the growth of the yes and the no learning cycle. Because I know from my lived experience, you know from your lived experience, and the research also backs us up that all of our yeses become no's and all of our no's 
lead towards our yeses. And what Rochelle shares here as a deeply personal, professional story of bravery, of choosing herself, of her own resiliency, and claiming that she is a person of yes, highlights exactly that spiral. There is one caveat. Rochelle does share a little bit about her experience with a narcissistic personality, and I share a little bit about abuse. If you're not in the place for those conversations, go ahead and mark this one and come back when you are. Rochelle lives a quote that frequently comes up on this podcast, and that quote is from Nelson Mandela who was attributed as saying, I never fail. I either win or I learn. And this episode, there's a lot of learning. Let's dive in. We are here today with Rochelle Marie, who is in Australia. And I invited her to come here and talk to us about the power of yes. After we were having a conversation And she mentioned, well, you mentioned, Rochelle, that you had done 50 by 50. So 50 activities before you turned 50. And that was in addition to running a business and working full time and all the caregiving and crafting and traveling. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I need to have Rochelle come on to talk about the power of yes. So welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you. It was a it was a big year, but man, it was fun. <laughs> right. So tell like just start us off with like how you think about yes and how that supports you and being of service to yourself and your family and then the clients that you have, community. Yeah, I, I think I've always been a yes person. I am the person, so I'm married for the second time, so I guess I've said yes twice to marriage. <laughs> and in our relationship, I'm the person that is is the yes, and my husband is the person that is a maybe or not mm. quite now. <laughs> so <laughs> even things like going out for dinner, I am the person that will be trying whatever's new on the menu. I, I don't do the same thing over and over again. Um, my husband's worried that he's not going to enjoy it. And so he will stick with the tried and true. I think, and I, when you talk about, you know, how does that serve me and my family? For me, it's brought me a lot of joy. Some mm-hmm. heartache, I'm not going to say my whole life has been joy. There's definitely been heartache to me saying yes to things. And we can certainly talk about that. But to me, trying new things, uh, which is what the 50 by 50, I did a 50 by 50 podcast, which was one of the new things that I was going to try in my 50 by 50 list. <laughs> so it was a little bit meta, that podcast. <laughs> but just the joy of being able to experience all I can out of life for me has made my life. Like it, and it, and it, wow. So when I'm listening to you, I'm hearing that there are certain personality traits or certain habits that you maybe innately have or you built over time to make the yes so integral to your experience. What are they? 
So, you know what, I think part of it is being an eldest child. Mm. So I kind of had to lead the way and that involved, like when you're, when you're the first at doing things, then everything is new. And so you get used to doing the new things. And I had three younger sisters. And so I kind of led the way, you know, I was the one going, let's do a dance concert. <laughs> we'll have to learn whatever choreography I decided it was going to be and put that on for our parents. I'm sure they had a ball. <laughs> and then I remember, so so I think that that was part yeah. of it, being the artist and being the one to, to by necessity, do the things first, mm. push the boundaries first. I, I One of the things I pushed the boundaries on was having a boyfriend at 16 who I was, you know, 16-year-old, absolutely in love, the love of my <laughs> life, my soulmate for three whole months. Um, <laughs> and, I'm laughing because I feel it in my soul. <laughs> I, uh, and I was pushing the boundaries to go, can he come and stay the night? Not, not even with me, just can he come and stay the night? We'll watch some movies. And I got no's, but kept pushing, kept pushing. Come to my little sister, who's six years younger than me, and her partner, who is now her husband, many, oh, wow. many years later, was allowed to stay the night when she was 13. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, I see how this is now. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of that, a lot of that forging the way. And then that soulmate of mine, when we broke up, I was devastated and mm. I had to get out and, and do something. And I went out with my aunt who was 16 years older than me. And one of the things she said to me at the time was, you never regret what you do. You only regret what you don't do. Yeah. And I took that to heart. Like that yeah. is my motto for the entire of my life from the age of 16 on is really leaning into what she told me back then. Oh, I have to agree. I have very few regrets in my life. But actually, I'm like trying to catalog really quickly. The biggest one right now is I was I could have had German citizenship. And I was just like, yeah, but why? Yeah, but why? And I'm like, yeah, why not, Nicole? Like, <laughs> why? Like, I implicitly said no to myself because I was like, yeah, but why? When there was so much potential power there in the yes. Yeah. Okay. So your role and then mentorship. And it sounds to me like you have an insane amount of resiliency or like stand back upism, as I explained it to my little one. Yes. And I suspect that has come from trying so many new things. I, I don't know that that was there at the start necessarily. And I'm not going to say it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I think about that a lot, I think, to see if I could discover that really early on. I know, I know there were times that I was not. I remember being at a birthday party when I was about eight and I lost musical chairs. I didn't win and I was mm -hmm. and I was devastated and I remember my mum coming and picking me up and me hiding behind her skirt. So, you know, I don't think yes. the resilience was, was huge as a young child and yet the more I did things the more I stepped up and, and very big on stepping out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I did that quite often from quite a young age. I, I can't even tell you why I did, but the act of failing again and again means you have to keep getting up again and again. And so 
now I often hear, you know, how, oh, you're so resilient. You're Mm. so strong. You know, I couldn't have gone through what you have gone through and be doing what you're doing now. And so, yeah, I I think it is a, a resilience born of trying new things, saying yes to things and not always succeeding. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes get in bruised and battered quite significantly and still standing up and, and doing it again, doing the next yeah. thing. Doing the yeah. next thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on for this topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was what is the brave story that you wanted to share specifically around the power of yes? So I think uh, it started with a a yes that uh, felt good at the time. And then this is probably one of my few regrets. Uh, Although even in saying that, you know, there's lessons learned. So I don't entirely regret it. But I was separated from my husband. We'd been separated for a couple of years. My first husband, we'd been separated for a couple of years. And I said yes to online dating. I met a guy after several different (laughs) dates. (laughs) Uh, met a guy who was absolutely wonderful who put me on a pedestal who was very old worldly you know chivalrous Mm -hmm. car doors had a brain had some good conversations and things quite quickly progressed and to cut a long story short after three years and a business that was his but had put all he had nicely put all my money into his business folded and he left, I realized that I had been involved with someone with a narcissistic personality disorder uh, who proceeded to help me go bankrupt through his, yeah, his business failing and me being the director because his previous business had also failed red flag there that I did not catch. And he was already bankrupt, another red flag that I did not catch. And so uh, at the end of it, I was left having to deal with a business that he had simply walked away from because he was an employee, wrap up 10 people's lives who were the employees of the business, let them know that they you know, no longer had a job. I had to deal with all of the debtors. Uh, I had to get in an agency to wrap it all up. And I lost my the two houses that I owned at that stage and had to start all over again. I had to move out of my house that I was living in at the time and find somewhere cheaper to live, which fortuitously was with my now husband. It was, it was a traumatic time. I retreated quite a lot during that time. I, for a couple of years, for the first time in a long time, was not running any type of business because it had scared me to the thought of, I don't, I don't know if I want to put my head up again. I'll just do my job and, you know, enjoy this relationship that I'm in now and say yes to other things. And then, so that was maybe a year, I think. And then I started to get itchy feet because, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's, it's in you, right? There's something in you that keeps you looking for more, looking to help the world, looking for what's next. And so that started to raise its head. And yet in the back of my mind was this man with narcissistic personality disorder 
and the havoc he'd already tried to wreak on my life. So uh, not only had he helped me go bankrupt, he'd also tried to get me fired. So yeah, done some online stalking with my children and yeah, there was some, you know, pretty awful things going on. And so I was worried that if I were to start another business, he would do anything in his power to cut me down. And they're, there's, you know, they're kind of known for that. They, they don't let go. They hold a grip for a really long time. And so that was a big lot of stuff that I needed to work through. And I got to the stage after doing a lot of work on myself Mm. of, you know what? He doesn't get to control me anymore. He doesn't get a say in what I do and don't do. And I am called to start this business. And and there was a calling for the business that I now run. And I'm just going to do it. And he can do his worst. And I'm going to do it anyway. So that was a big yes. You brought the capital letters brave story. Wow. So if I was to put that into the framework, the clarity was I felt the calling. Hmm. The accountability was this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm itchy. I'm an entrepreneur and I am not controlled. Yes. And then the momentum was everything that you've done from setting it up, the website, the clients, the podcast, the relationship, like all of those things, starting with who you really are, uncontrolled. Oh, that is very powerful. And what a powerful story as well to how a yes becomes a no, becomes a yes, becomes a no, becomes, Mm -hmm. right? And yeah. that moving forward that you brought in about living the life you really want to be living by being a person who who is a yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I had just to to normalize it, because I know that there's a number of people in my audience who have dealt with abuse in its many forms, mm-hmm. financial, emotional, sexual harassment, et cetera. And having these conversations is really empowering, right? I also was very concerned when I started my business because I had blood relatives who tried to get me fired because I went to, I was living in the United States and I went to marches and protests for human rights, for dignity for all, et cetera, and was posting about it on social media. They submitted those posts to my employer, a German company who could not have laughed harder. Yeah. Right. But when I went as an entrepreneur, it was, it was, and sometimes it still is quite concerning. So these, these lingering effects of recovering, of growing through abuse stay for a very long time. And it's so deeply brave to keep going towards who you are, Rochelle, mm. and what you're going to offer to the world. Mm. Wow. It's, it's, it's a big step. And I think part of the journey for me, and this won't be for everybody, but part of the journey for me, like I said, even when I have regrets, they're not real regrets because I learn from them. And so part of the journey for me in this was 
stepping back and taking responsibility for this, for my part in this as well. And so, Mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to get my head around. This isn't, this isn't my fault. Like it's him was an awful man. He did awful things that I'm not the first person he's done it to. And I'm, and he won't be the last, unfortunately. And I, I needed to step back and go, okay, yes, all of that is true. And what part did you play in this? You need to take responsibility in this because if you don't, how do you know you're not going to be in that same place again? And I really needed to make sure I was never going to be in that place again. And so I did a lot of work around finding the things that I could have done differently, particularly the flags that I could have spotted, but but things that I did as well that I could have done differently. Yeah. If I was ever in that situation again, yeah, yeah, and, and that right there, I, I so you're being more brave than I'm being right now because one of the things that really stood out to me is he helped me go bankrupt. Right, you were an active participant making the decision. So one of the things that recently uh, there was a group call with my clients and I realized that there was a bit of a misunderstanding because I've been saying like, take the wisdom of right now and go back in the past, right? And what have you learned? And some of my clients were misunderstanding that as in like, I should have done better. Yeah, I should have. And that's absolutely not what you and I are talking about. We're talking about as I am today with the wisdom because of who I was back yes. then, whether it was an hour ago or a year ago or a decade ago, right? What, how could I help myself then? What do I notice about myself then? Because that's going to take me forward, just yes. like you said. And I can't remember currently who it was, but somebody, a human rights activist said, I never learn. I oh, excuse me. I never fail. Either win or I learn. Yes, and that's yeah. what you're really role modeling for us right now. Yeah, wow. We call that at work. We've termed that learning. What learning? What wait wait? Learning. So failing and learning together. Learning through failure. Yeah. Well, that's in my lexicon moving forward. <laughs> it's a good word. <gasps> Oh my goodness. Wow. So, so generous. Yeah. This is the power of yes. Mm. What, what an incredible example. Thank you. Welcome. So when your remarkable bribery, who is your brave role model? So uh, I've had many, I've had many right throughout the years. And I think the one that comes to mind that is really probably most recent is one of the young women at work that I mentor. So I have I have very brave clients and I think they're all amazing. But this one particularly stands out at the moment. She has they have been through a lot recently. Mm-hmm. First sort of she's they are I'm still getting used to this. You know, <laughs> I, I I'm yeah. going through this with my kiddo as well. Yep. And yep. like offering, they yes. offer me so much grace. So I just yes. want to normalize that. Yeah, I, I also um, stumble often. So yeah. especially when it's new, it's it's in yeah. the process of happening. And so I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, relating to them one way and need to relate another. But yeah, they've been through initially saying, okay, 
my I am attracted to women and that's a big deal for me and mm. uh, was brave enough to let her parents know, you know, was worried about that, that their parents know. And then also now grappling with, I, I'm not clear on what my gender is. Mm-hmm. And for now, I don't identify with either and mm-hmm. I'm going to take steps and experiment with this and see where this ends up. And the bravery to do that alone, I've found is huge. Yeah. And also they are an advocate, a huge advocate already for the LGBTQI community, Mm -hmm. for the First Nations community, for gender equality. As a young 20-year-old, they are continuously posting on LinkedIn, on even the work, you know, we have Viva Engage, what used to be Yammer, even in there, out loud, talking about this stuff that so many of us hold back from talking about just in case. And they're not only going through their own stuff in a really, you know, difficult way and, and still trying to grapple with it and what it means and is it real and all of the questions that they have and not allowing that to hold them back and being out there and, you know, really bravely showing up for the rest of the community. And I just like, yeah, it's so inspirational to me to see them out there like that and doing those things, knowing that this world is not all that kind often. For people that are going through it, let alone for people that are standing up for others going through it. So they are my bravery role model right now. Oh, gosh, that warms my heart so Mm. much. That warms my heart so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Hold. So there there was a time I was still living in Germany. And I have permission to, to share certain elements of it. So if it's a little bit vague, dear listener, it's because I don't have permission to share all the elements. And someone from the U.S. came over and visited. And I had been informing myself a little bit. I met someone who referred to themselves as three spirit. It was very confusing to me. I, to be frank with you, I didn't even know that girls and girls could fall in love until I was in college. So I was a little sheltered, a little uninformed. And so I started learning about it. I went to the German library and I got some materials and it was just really fascinating. So I started commenting on it. And as marriage equality began to hit a variety of of countries to be unleashed, I was posting about it. So when this person from the U.S. came and visited in Germany, they felt comfortable sharing with me that... A person, a person we had in common was in the midst of transition. And I was the first person, second person on that entire side of the community who was entrusted with this information. Mm. And I didn't get involved because I had someone. I got involved because human rights for all mm-hmm. means for all. <laughs> This is not a complex, the solutions may be complex, deconstructing the systems may be complex, but human rights for all 
is not complex. Hmm. So I honor that you brought that onto my podcast. I'm so grateful. Thank you. And Mm. what an amazing way to say yes. This is who I am. I'm not sure if in the next 10 minutes, I'm still going to have the same theory. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that, that bravery to not be certain, right? We, We all so badly want certainty and control with everything. And it's all such an illusion, and yet it's still no. really hard to sit with it. And so, I, yeah, their bravery is is huge, huge. It's all an illusion. Oh, my gosh, I love that. Mm. Now, I am talking to you from Colorado. You are in Australia. So it's my evening, your day, as we are morning, right, as we're recording. So I have a growing number of listeners in your general time zone, New Zealand and Australia. I see you South Africans as well. Thank you for being here. Please share about your offering into the world for women and leadership. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. And I think, look, I want to tie this into bravery because one of the things that I've been talking about lately is so my audience is women who are looking to make an impact within the corporate world as leaders. And either they're not in a leadership role yet or they are, but they're they're really wanting to influence and have an impact. And one of the things I've been talking about lately is this idea of, you know, it can be brave to leave corporate and start a business that takes bravery. It takes courage. It can also take a lot of courage and bravery to stay in corporate in a world that is not designed for women and work your way into a role where you can create impact, change, influence. And I see all of my clients as being brave because they are choosing to stick it out in a world that is designed for men. Yes. 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 I got so excited. And the I, I can't even remember how we met each other, but I remember looking at your website and being like, oh my gosh, she is truly focused on disrupting or as as a recent very public person said, ruining the status quo from within. Because we yeah. need the from within as yeah. well as from without. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so important to me that mm-hmm. we support women who are staying within because the alternative is we go back to the world we had, what are we, about 50 years ago now before women really started to mm-hmm. you know, get into the workforce where, and it's not that it's changed that much, unfortunately, but all of our, our science, our products, yeah. our services – are all geared to people that are not us. Yes. When we're not at the table, we don't get to say, here's the things we need to study in science. Here's the conclusions we can make from that data that we're seeing in science. Yes. And if we're not there, we don't get a say anymore. And so we have to help our woman in corporate be brave, hack it out. Like it, it is tough sometimes. I, I am there. I am in it. And sometimes you feel like you are, as, as one of my colleagues says, shouting loudly into the void. Mm-hmm. 
And there are ways that we can do it. And that's what I'm there for. I am there to help women make that impact, be the influence, create the change within corporate as leaders. And so, yeah, that's that's my business. And is it a group program? Is it one-on-one? How does it work? So I'm just about to launch a beta program, which is both. And I'm super excited about this. It's a six-month program where you get to find out how the the barriers that we face in corporate, the biases that we've faced in corporate for so long have unfortunately started to be ingrained within us and we've started mm. to mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Uh look, there needs to be systemic change. There is no doubt about it. And yes. there needs to be change from within. And I don't think I think they both have to happen at the same time. And so what I am there for is helping these women to become leaders from the inside out, really identify what their genuine goals are, not the goals we think yes. we should, the goals we've been told to have. Find what our inner glass ceiling is mm-hmm. yeah. and then completely just smash through it. And and once we can do that, we really have nothing in our way of creating the impact and change that we need to in corporate. So yeah, the six months program. Individual and group coaching, because as women, we are so powerful in groups. And I just, I love seeing how much we lift each other up within a group environment. So yeah, it's super exciting. Oh, that is very exciting. And I will put your website in the show notes. And what's the best way for people to connect with you? I have a Facebook group. It is a private group because I want us to be able to talk freely in there. And so the best way to to catch me is the Woman in Leadership Facebook group. There is a whole lot of other words after it, starting with support. (laughs) Um, But there is a link from the website to the Facebook group as well. But I'll give you the link for the show notes so that it's easy for them to just jump on in um, and start asking questions and lots of inspiration and uh, good memes. <laughs> good memes. Gotta have fun at work, otherwise I'm pulling the points. Oh, is that not the truth? Is that not the truth? All right. Thank you so much, Rochelle, for your time and for your just beautiful generosity here. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I love our conversations every time. So I really enjoyed this. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> All right. Till next week. Bye. Before you go, you can deepen and expand what you're experiencing here on the Celebrate Brave podcast by working directly with me through bespoke, results-oriented one-on-one coaching that is rooted in my proven Build Your Brave framework. As of the last client survey completed in Q1 2023, 75% of my clients from the past two years report they reached their unique goal. 100% of my clients, yes, 100% report they stress less as a result of working with me. 56% report working less and 43% report earning more. You learn how to spend less time ruminating and stressing yourself out by getting clearer and calmer within a mindset approach that is simple, effective, and specific to you. 
Then we work together to end the habit of overworking and overproducing by crafting a plan of momentum specific to your goals and strengths. I support you as you execute your plan, including the skills and knowledge necessary to succeed in your own accountability. And finally, you step away from the all-too-common pattern of under-earning and make the shifts towards being well-paid in your industry, using the clarity and momentum to ensure you become the woman you want to be at work and in your life for real. Go to tricksteinbach.com to learn more and schedule your free, no obligation consultation. Link in the show notes. You can stress and work less while you earn and live more by building the skill of bravery. Talk soon.